Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. What are the top 10 best pay-per-views of the year 2019? Mm. Hello, you're watching WrestleTalk. I'm El Fakador, Laurie Blake. This is Chopper Pete Quinnell. And just to say up front that this is a list of the 10 best pay-per-views. Sure. However, five of the best pay-per-views this year were named TakeOver Something Something. Yes. So for the sake of variety, we've chucked out a couple of the takeovers mm-hmm. and uh, thrown in a few other things because I'll just be saying the names Adam Cole Johnny Gargano <laughs> over Tommaso and Ciampa. over again <laughs> so yeah we, we've taken a few creative liberties but I've, mm-hmm. you'll, I think you'll find most of the takeovers have made their ways into our honourable mentions which Pete will go through now yeah so we'll run through uh, some honourable mentions here uh, Impact Wrestling's Homecoming was a great show mm-hmm. uh, just missed out on the top 10 uh, New Japan's Dominion also great King of Pro Wrestling 2019 Survivor series when NXT1 was cool. AEW's All Out just missed the top 10 as well and NXT TakeOver 25 Mm -hmm. uh, which features probably one of my favourite matches of all time which is Adam Cole Gargano where Cole wins. However, the rest of the card isn't quite as good Mm -hmm. as some of the other takeovers of the year. Uh, But we'll start things off though with a takeover at number 10. NXT TakeOver Phoenix. So this was the one that took place before the Royal Rumble this mm-hmm. year. Uh, so we got some great matches on uh, TakeOver Phoenix, such as Champa facing Alistair Black and beating him. Mm-hmm. The high point of the night really came when Johnny Gargano defeated Ricochet for the North American title, which was an incredible up. match. And it was mirrored in the finish with, uh, right at the end, it was the uh, the Sween DDT that he won with. And as Ricochet was getting to his feet, he goes, I win, and does that. And then later on in the match, Champa goes, I win, before he hits his finish mm-hmm. on Black. It was like a nice mirror thing, and it furthered their feud with the whole puppetry thing that Champa was doing at the yep. time. It was, it was, it was awesome. like sort of cemented Johnny's descent into darkness. Exactly, it was, really, yes. it was a really good 
little bit of storytelling. Exactly. And it's such a shame they never got to have that match. I know. Um, but we also got like War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era to kick off the night, which mm-hmm. was obviously incredible. Uh, Matt Riddle uh, de- uh, defeating Cassius Ono and Shayna Baszler defeating Bianca Belair. That was the very quick Cassius Ono defeat, was it not? Uh, no, that was the nine oh, was, minute one. This was the nine minute. Yeah, so it was the one before that, I believe, when Matt Riddle first just debuted. Him in the face he he just needed him in the face in a few seconds, yeah. So this was the follow-up to that. What are you going to uh, do? Which was pretty great, I thought. Um, at number nine, though, uh, mm-hmm. we get something slightly different. We get WWE SummerSlam. 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 Which I think is one, like, you know, there's an argument to be made that no main no main roster pay per view should really be on this list, but it's <laughs> that's wrestling. a good and argument you, to be made. To, I think you've got to take it the idea that the the WWE stuff for the Raw and SmackDown things exists in its own universe, in yes. which that's how pay per views are done. <laughs> I believe that SummerSlam was actually a really good one. This is the one it we was. Got, we got the Fiend debut against Finn Balor in um, which was just like an entrance that made I think most people just go, oh my. God. Genuinely, one of the greatest debuts of a new character mm-hmm. in ever in wrestling. Yep. And also, it's before the red light started coming yeah. in as well. So there's there's that to sort of take into account. Mm-hmm. He, that was where he first did the next snap. It was like mm-hmm. this was this was like the height of the fiend. This is yes. before we knew that it could turn sour to some degree. Mm-hmm. You also got uh, AJ Styles versus Ricochet, which was an Fantastic awesome match. match. Um, there was Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Mm-hmm. There was Bailey versus Ember Moon. Uh, the main event was Seth Rollins taking on Brock Lesnar for the Universal title and winning it back, I think. Right? Yes. Yeah, so he yes. lost. Winning so, it back. He won, the, he won it at Mania. Won it at and Mania. And then lost it again. Lost it and via then, money in the bank cash. Yeah. yeah, and then won it back. Won it back at some point. But this like. is when he had the taped up ribs. And, yeah. Um, like, he comes out hot and he's, like, basically countering everything Brock's doing. Brock's trying to do all these suplexes and he's flipping his way out of them, mm-hmm. flipping his way out of them. Then Brock gets, a, a, like, a modicum of control. Yeah. And Brock's like, oh, you're going to suplex <laughs> But I'm also going to spin you around by your rib tape. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun for, like, was, uh, yes. yeah, for a Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar third rematch, mm. whatever it was by this point. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg got his redemption on this show as well, having probably the worst match of the year against The Undertaker at Super Showdown, yep. having a really quite fun match against Dolph Ziggler here, when after the match, Ziggler would come on the <laughs> mic and be like, oh, you can't take me, and Goldberg would come down and spear him again, and then he'd go, and then Ziggler would call him out again, and then he'd spear him again. It, w- it was funny. This is the one that Ziggler was asking for uh, more time on. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, He did not get it, but that was good for everyone but else. But it was still a very funny match. So overall, it was a pretty good card. I think it's worthy of, of a top ten. Status. I think I think in terms I think in terms of character debuts, you have to say that the fiend, it's so significant. The fiends is probably the best that's happened all year easily in, in wrestling. Easily. So for that for that reason alone, I think SummerSlam deserves a spot. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but now uh, going to number eight, we're going right back to NXT. And uh, the most recent takeover, NXT TakeOver War Games, uh, which was the night before Survivor Series. And this one, of course, is most well known for the two War Games matches. Yeah. Because you opened up with a very story-driven, uh, the, <coughs> the female War Games yeah. match, which was the very story-driven one when you had it was a 2v4 because Dakota Kai turned heel, mm-hmm. beat up Tegan Knox. They p- took both of them out of the match. Then you had Ripley and Candice versus the rest of Team Baszler, mm-hmm. which was a great story-based one. And then you had the male one, which was very spot-driven. Oh, and yes. isn't Keith Lee great match? Oh, yeah. Uh, which is always fun. Uh, but then you also had Finn Balor and Matt Riddle, which was great because Balor just turned heel, so it was his first outing as mm-hmm. his new heel character properly. And you had uh, Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane in a triple threat, which, again, which was, was a very awesome. fun match. Match. Yeah, I really like. I, I loved the War Games card. I thought I thought mm-hmm. War Games 
especially the War Games matches, obviously, were obviously. just insanely good. And I think the, weirdly, I think the women's one was better. Like, yeah, totally. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm very much in the camp of like, I think the the, the story of the, the what happened in the women's one was amazing. It managed to cement Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. as the sort of, um, just the biggest deal in the women's roster in WWE, I right. think. Yeah. And, you know, we're recording this on a on a Thursday and that has just all paid off yeah. on this particular Thursday with Rhea Ripley winning the NXT Women's Championship. So, like, w- we are now in this world of seeing the fallout of war games and basically just that, I mean, that weekend in general mm. of Rhea Ripley of, like, she also won the Survivor Series match. Yeah. So, like, that was kind of, this. this was all her moment. And... I think it was brilliantly handled, really well done. They made a star, mm. and now she Easily. is yeah. the star. Yeah, exactly. It was it was fantastic. Uh, at number seven, we've gone for WrestleMania 35. Uh, so this one... Okay, so this is half a very, very good show. Yeah. And I would say the other half is not so great, and it's a very, very long show. However, as probably one of the most significant shows of the year... For a few reasons. One, because Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins opened the card, which is insane, which was a really nice surprise. And Rollins won, which was great. Because mm-hmm. there were three people we uh, the fans wanted to see when heading into this show. Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, and Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. And all three of them won, which is actually insane. This, this was wish was... fulfillment, the pay-per-view. Absolutely. So you had the peak of Kofi Mania, him beating Daniel Bryan at the show. You had Becky Lynch winning in the first ever WrestleMania Women's Main Event. Granted, it was botched. wasn't great. However, the moment still happened. Becky Lynch still won, became Becky two belts. It was great. Rollins beat Lesnar. And we got the best match in wrestling history, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Yes, I love that match. Which was incredible. <laughs> I, will, I will go to bat for that match any day of the week. It's so I think good. the argument to be made here is like, yes, overall, if you take WrestleMania and all of its component parts, it's not an amazing, amazing pay-per-view. However, from Seth and Brock, pretty much up to Kofi, mm-hmm. it's a wicked pay-per-view. It's really it's good. really good. AJ Styles and Randy Orton's a- in there, yeah. which was awesome. Uh, it's... it's- is a, and also that if you if you do take that that's the length of the regular pay per view yeah exactly so, yeah that's fine so really it's, fine. it's earned it's, but I also I think also like you sometimes have to imagine like you you can do the sort of bare bones like here's the here's the mechanics of a wrestling pay per view of like this match this match this match did they all score five stars and above because mm-hmm. that is what makes a best pay per view I think sometimes what makes a best pay per view is the thing you're really excited for and to me WrestleMania 35 was one of the most exciting pay-per-views that I've watched this year. I went into it like, I cannot wait to see what happens. I genuinely was emotional when Kofi Kingston won the title. Mm-hmm. And I don't think much other, much else in wrestling has sort of stirred that level of like enthusiasm from me. So I think WrestleMania 35 absolutely deserves a spot. Yep. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Coming in at number six, we're going over to AEW for AEW Full Gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this took place in November. You and I did live reactions for the show. Uh, and I thought this was an awesome, awesome card. Because yeah. capped off with John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in, in that Lights Out oh match, which was God. just absolutely bonkers like going through glass and barbed wire and that barbed wire and bed barbed wire whatever, chain whatever, bed what was it? he was like oh, it's know. just a plinth of barbed wire so you're going on that that was the broken glass an unbelievable match mm-hmm. in so many ways and you had Jericho versus Cody with MJF throwing in the towel and turning heel like that was a massive massive yeah. moment after a great match as well you had proud and powerful and the young bucks to open up the show as well which was just Bonkers. Which also involved the Rock and Roll Express, Rock and, Roll Express. and Ricky Morton doing a Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> an assisted uh, Canadian Destroyer. Heavily assisted. Yeah, but then he did an unassisted suicide dive. So That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I genuinely think that is one of the greatest moments in wrestling this year. It's so good. And I'm, I'm pushing for it very hard to be on the list of <laughs> best wrestling moments. I just thought it was wicked. It, it was a really fun, confident show. Mm-hmm. Um, and... What was that? AEW's fourth pay per view, third pay per view, something like that. Like, Double or nothing. All are out. you are you including Fight for the Fallen and Fight Fest? Not really. So maybe the fifth then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's Double or Nothing and All Out and Full Gear are the, are the yeah. sort of three proper. The three proper. These ones, are the yeah. AEW's plan to do these as pay per views, whereas Fight for the Fallen and Fight Fest were sort of deals that were already in play because of their Kenny Omega projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a sort of this is a pay-per-view that doesn't have quite the grandeur of All Out. It doesn't have the um, the significance of Double or Nothing. Yeah. This just th- this was kind of like AEW going like, here's just what a regular AEW pay-per-view could look like. Yes. This is, this is when it's not like our anniversary show, which you imagine All Out kind mm-hmm. of would be, or our second ever pay-per-view, so we've called it this thing, and it's, it's kind of all back-referential. This is just a bog-standard, normal person's pay-per-view and it was insanely good. It was, it was like crazy good. So good. Yeah. And I, I just think that that's that's such a good um it's such a confidence builder for you as a fan to be like, oh no, they're really capable. They really understand how to put together these shows. Mm-hmm. They know the sort of thing that are gonna get people talking. And my lord, did the John Moxley Kenny Omega match get people talking. Like, was it too far? Was, was it, it too was far? Was it too far? I don't know. Like maybe it was, but I thought it was very gripping television. It was, yeah. It was outstanding. Uh, moving on to number five, we're going all the way back to the beginning. We're going to Royal Rumble 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a great card for several reasons, mainly because Becky Lynch and Asuka opened up the card to a great match, mm-hmm. which Asuka won clean, which was great. But then Becky went on to win the Women's Royal Rumble later on. And Seth Rollins won the Men's Rumble later mm-hmm. on as well. And you had great matches like Lesnar versus Balor. You had Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, which granted, which was when Eric Rowan debuted, which was a bit of a 
not a great finish. However, uh, you had Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks. You had Miz and Shane McMahon winning the tag titles. You had oh, all sorts things. of really fun stuff. Yeah. It was it was it was a great card, and there wasn't really like oh that was a bad match mm. on the whole card. There just wasn't one. I think, and that's the thing is like the Royal Rumble show is so weird because none of it really matters mm. beyond the Rumbles. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah, one of those yeah. like we are. Like, I've done a video. To, very recently about Royal Rumble rumors, and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's worth saying that the Royal Rumble, the show itself, is two matches and then a bunch of other stuff that just sort of fills in. Mm-hmm. And because we're all waiting really for WrestleMania to save all the big changes, all the all the big things, so we're just sort of subtly moving pieces into place. This Rumble had really good because I think because of the fact that none of it really mattered, mm-hmm. it just was like, well, we'll just have fun with it, and we'll yeah. do lots of fun stuff. The Rumbles themselves, I thought, like, the Women's Rumble was really fun. They got, like, a load of legends to return all, and all these big moments and all this fun stuff. And then the Men's Rumble, they went even crazier. We're like, mm. yeah, Nia Jax is there. Yeah. Like, whatever. Because like, why not? RKO, super kick. Get yeah. out of here. 619. Well, I, I, I just think that's the, that's what's so good about the Rumble as sort of a, an event is because it, I, you actually go into it going, like, I know that I'm going to be surprised at some point during this show. And I'm probably going to have fun. Yeah. And and that's great, yeah. And why uh, is wrestling if not fun? Exactly. And that was kind of peak Becky Lynch man era when mm. people just wanted to see Becky Lynch do everything. Yep. So to have her lose a match against Asuka, which, again, some people actually wanted because they really like Asuka too, and then to have her go on and win the Women's Rumble was fantastic because it was just absolutely, again, wish fulfillment. It's everything that people wanted yep. to see. Peak man fandom. Although I wanted, her, I wanted her to win. Against Asuka. Yeah, well. And then go into the Rumble as like a champion and be like, boom. And I still Here win I that. Am. And and made, no one can it challenge It would have made the Becky 2 belt thing a little bit easier to get to. <laughs> That's true, it yeah. Just, it just would have narrowed the gap slightly. Yeah. Um, for number four, we're heading back to NXT because we're going to NXT TakeOver Toronto, which Ooh. was the night before SummerSlam, which was an unbelievable card. This had some awesome stuff in it. Street Profits managed to retain their... Uh, tag Team Championships against the Undisputed Era to open the show, which mm-hmm. was great. Io Shirai had just so turned heel. Well. Io Shirai had just turned heel and was facing Candice LeRae and their kind of grudge match after she turned heel on, on NXT TV, which was an amazing way to kick off her heel character. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome, awesome match. I, and also amazing to see Candice actually get some takeover time and and crush it it was, yeah. it was this was such a good match it was such a good match Velveteen Dream uh, beat Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong to retain his North mm-hmm. American title uh, Shayna Baszler beat Mia Yim which was another like person checked off the list for Baszler I've beaten you I've beaten you mm-hmm. I've beaten you and then you had Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match where the stipulation would change at every fall William Regal decided the third one which was a cage surrounded by weapons a weapons cage because why not uh, and then he, the finish I, I game. I was just waiting for him to be like, it's in Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> get fight, on a plane. Get on a plane. We're going to Blackpool. We're going to Blackpool. Fight on the plane That's over it. there. And then we'll fight over there too. Uh, but then Colin Gargano fell off the top of the cage through a table to to finish the match, which was just a, a bonkers match. Mm-hmm. A really fun card overall. And it set up people nicely for the great night that was SummerSlam the following night. Yeah. It, it was it was fantastic. But Such I mean, a and, great this show. Was, and I think this is the thing. I think like any of the takeovers that had a Cole and Gargano match on them <laughs> yeah. could have a place on like I could have Absolutely. could have just been one, two, and three on this list. Because <laughs> yeah. those matches are just straight up and down the three of the best matches that happened this year. Absolutely. If your name isn't Will Ospreay. Like, exactly. Yeah. I think that's just 
they those are some of the greatest wrestling I've ever seen. Mm. Speaking of Will Ospreay, mm. going into our top three, number three of the year, Wrestle Kingdom 13, all the way back January 4th. Which deserves to be on my list purely for Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi because <laughs> that was, bloody it was, match. was insane. It's absolute, seriously, if you haven't watched it, it's 18 minutes long, but it feels like it's 40. The amount of spots that they cram mm. into that match is unbelievable. Those two are two of the best wrestlers on the planet doing exactly what they do best. They're so quick, so talented. They just go spot, 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 spot. It's the speed that's the scariest thing. It's it's the the fact that it starts off like mildly slow of like, here's a flip. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, well, I'm going to do a flip now. All right, well, I've done a twist in my flip. I'll do a twisty flip then. (laughs) I'm going to do two twists and two flip. And it just just goes like, it's just like, where will it end? Yeah. Where, where does the escalation stop? Uh, we had some other really fun matches as well. Juice Robinson and Cody, mm-hmm. Taiji Ishimori and Kushida, before Kushida went over to NXT mm-hmm. later that year. Uh, Jay White defeating Okada, Naito beating Jericho, winning the uh, Intercontinental Championship back, and of course, capped off Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Kenny Omega for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. An unreal match. Mm-hmm. An absolutely unreal match. And something that... Obviously, a lot of the elite guys would be losing their matches because they're going to be going on to AEW not too long after. But this just capped off. This was uh, in Dave Meltzer's star ratings, which, of course, isn't the be-all, end-all. But in Dave Meltzer's star ratings, this was tied the highest-rated match of the year at 5.75 stars Mm -hmm. because it was just an incredible match. It was a clash of philosophies between them, with Tanahashi having to wrestle more of Omega's style in order to get the one up on him, mm-hmm. which was like, it's such a brilliant story, so perfectly told with two of the best wrestlers in the world. And I think if you look at the whole card of Wrestle Kingdom as well, and the fact that like obviously the elite guys are all leaving to go and do AEW, mm-hmm. what a lovely way to kind of cap off a heck of a run in New Japan for all of them as well. Like yeah. I, just, I just think it's like... It's a fantastic show, and it's amazing that they're all part of it, and they then they went on to do great things also later in the year. Exactly, yeah. yeah. What a great card. Uh, but now we move on to number two. Number two. The runner-up of the year is AEW Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. So this, I think, it has some great wrestling on it, don't get me wrong. Probably not on the same level as some of the takeovers of the year or some of the stuff in the G1 or anything like that. However, this is probably one of the most significant shows of the year Mm -hmm. because one, it had probably the most emotional match of the year, which is Cody and Dustin, which was an incredible story. I think that's the thing. It's a masterclass in wrestling storytelling. Absolutely. It's not a masterclass in the art of movement or in the art of like... That goes to Osprey Ibushi. Doing a move. (laughs) It, It is literally just how do you convey emotion through wrestling. And that is exactly what this match did. Exactly. And that plus things like Jericho and Omega, Mm -hmm. uh, and you had the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros (sighs) for the AAA tag titles. Like, there's some great wrestling on this card, but it's so significant because it's the first proper AEW show. Mm -hmm. And that just kicked off this wave of popularity that we've seen for AEW. Granted, it was popular beforehand when the announcement came, but... we pe- we saw this card and people just went, yeah, this is what I want to see. Oh, yeah. So do more of this, please. So I think this has now kicked off the style of pay-per-views that we're seeing with All Out and with Full Gear and things like that. This is the style of the AEW pay-per-view going forwards. Yeah. So while it's probably in a in an in-ring perspective, not as good as Wrestle Kingdom 13 or as some of the takeovers, 
it deserves that number two spot purely for the amount of historical significance it will have going forward. Yeah. Plus, John Moxley debuted. And I think, yeah, <laughs> there's well, that I think, too. I think there's, I think there's also like, you know, when we talk about telling the story through wrestling, mm-hmm. sometimes the story's the company. Yeah. And in this situation, the story is the company and the people who built it. And those guys going out there on that night and giving their all in these matches and you finish the night with John Moxley debuting to take out Kenny Omega who is basically the poster boy for having being allowed to create AEW I think in, the, in like realistically yeah. without being as you know yes Young Bucks and Cody are sort of the architects of, mm-hmm. of, of the thing but without being really good mates with Kenny and having worked with him for years it probably wouldn't have happened because mm. Kenny is the best wrestler in the world. See, it's so interesting because this probably won't make it in the video, but it's so interesting that on Twitter, someone was talking to Meltzer about it and they mm. said, how significant was Omega versus Okada, that original six-star classic, how important was that for AEW? Yeah. Because without that, Kenny wouldn't have had the American popularity that he has now. Oh, that, no. was, that was the gateway that opened up the popularity for everyone. And it was like, how insane is it that AEW might not even exist if Kenny didn't have that match against the Carter? Yeah. I, 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 it, it's bonkers. And I just think this, I think it's, and I think it's also like, again, to go back to the story of the company, to then do that match with Kenny Omega and have John Moxley debut. And then have him go over Kenny Omega to end your second ever pay-per-view and just be like, mm. no, we're actually about using our power to build new stars or to at least reinforce people who are going to be AEW stars in the, in the case of John Moxley. So, mm-hmm. like, I just think it's I, I think it's like they've got a very smart, interesting view on the way to run their business. I think this showed exactly what they're all about. Exactly. Yeah. And finally... Number one, the best show of the year. You can have a great story all you like, but sometimes you just can't beat some really bloody good wrestling. Oh, yeah. Because number one is NXT TakeOver New York. <sighs> this, this bloody show. Okay, so it, it started off, right, with the combination of the Dusty Tag Team Classic, mm-hmm. which was the War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet in what would be all four people's last match on NXT. But we didn't know it was the War Raiders' last match. We, we didn't know it was the War Raiders' last match. We did know it was Alistair Black and Ricochet's last match, and it was built as such. Correct. Um, I absolutely adore this match. I thought it was it was like... You know when it's like... they When they put Alistair Black and Ricochet together, I was like, no, oh, Franken-team. I hate yeah. Franken-teams. Mm-hmm. And then they were in the Dusty Classic, and I was like, no. Oh. And then I, and you just realised they were doing it to have a great match at a takeover. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, and then totally they, fine. And I just felt like they... Like Alistair Black and Ricochet together were having fun. They did all the sit, like the the double cross legged spot, and people kept going crazy every time they sat down next to each <laughs> other, which I loved. I love the fact that like the other story of this match was like Ricochet was there and Hanson went, well, I'm also a Ricochet. And <laughs> he just started doing flips all the time and all these crazy like dives and spots. This was an amazing match mm-hmm. that was just like. I'm so sad those four people aren't in NXT anymore. Right? Yeah. 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 And the thing with this card as well, as we go through more of the matches, if anyone comes to me and says, this was my favorite match of the night, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like, any of these matches, yeah, yeah. completely, that's totally fair. Velveteen Dream against Matt Riddle was another very fun match. Loads of really innovative spots and going back and forth. There was a nuts German suplex from the apron to the inside of the Mm -hmm. ring off the the middle rope. It was bonkers. And Dream managed to get a a cheeky roll-up win after Riddle locked in the bro mission. Which was 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 Riddle's first loss as well, I believe, yeah. 
It was, yeah. Which was just so, so fun. You had Walter against Pete Dunne for the NXT UK title, which was insane. This is my favourite match of the show. And I, I like, totally fair. It is a very different style to a lot of the other matches on the show. And it's mm-hmm. a lot slower. It's more methodical. But I think it's a really good showcase of like, this is British style wrestling. And it's This like, is Walter. <laughs> yeah. This, and here is Walter. And yeah. he will chop you. And there is and there are so many amazing but simple spots that they do in this match that really put over the idea that Walter is this incredibly imposing figure. There's a moment where he just stamps on Pete Dunne's neck, <laughs> like just on his throat. And I don't think I've ever seen anything that I've just gone like, that is disgusting. Like that is... Uh, like it's visceral and makes your tummy funny yeah. and you're just watching it just going oh I think my balls have gone up inside myself <laughs> like, and I know that doesn't protect my throat but I feel like it might yeah. like, I, I love this match I think it's wicked it was an incredible match and then you had a fatal four way for the NXT Women's Championship with Baszler, Shirai, Belair and Sane which was insane oh yeah it, again an awesome awesome match and all of these matches got Really good time as well. Like, this was the shortest match on the card, but it still got 15 minutes. <coughs> yeah. It was a really fun match. So many innovative spots. Bianca Belair doing the KOD to two people. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's just an amazing match. It's utter then, ma- I think it was madness, that it match. It was, was madness. Because like, that was like... It, was, it, also, it didn't stop. also felt like a moment where the NXT women's title was at a bit of a loose end because mm-hmm. Baszler had been champion for so long. So, like, she'd already sort of worked her way through most of those people in a sort of one-on-one scenario mm-hmm. um, and lost the belt and got it back again. Like, and, the, you know, the, so there was a lot going on in this match. And they just went, well, we'll just put her against a few of the people who've already competed for it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And they just... It just comes out of this amazing thing. And then they, they get a chance to sort of think about it and restructure and pick the next proper opponent. Exactly. I loved it. It was great. And then oh, yeah. it was capped off with Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match in what should have been Gargano versus Champa in the culmination of their feud. But unfortunately, Champa got injured and he yeah. had to pull out of this match. But in what should have also, like, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, they filled what felt like the biggest gaping hole in NXT's history, mm-hmm. I believe. Like, yeah. in terms of, like, matches that you are desperate to see, I was desperate to see the culmination of Johnny and Champa as, like, Johnny finally wins the NXT championship from heel Champa. Yeah. Cannot wait to see that. Right. And yet. Two people who, like, yes, Johnny was obviously always in the sort of the picture for the NXT Championship. So then just go, like, well, Adam Cole's now going to be the guy mm-hmm. instead. Go out there, have a match, get people into it. And I think NXT did a great job in the build-up with all the sort of, like, hometown stuff they did. Like, that promo package of Johnny running around the stadium in Cleveland yeah. and all that stuff. There was amazing build to this. But no, I don't think anyone expected them to go out there and have that match. No. No, no, no. This was... Unbelievable, because when it started, the crowd didn't want to see Gargano win. They just wanted to see Cole win, because it wasn't against Champa. And I think people felt, not necessarily betrayed, but yep. I think people thought, well, it should be against Champa, so I want to see Cole win it, and then Gargano can win it <coughs> later. And that's why people weren't necessarily like into the first the first fall of this match mm-hmm. didn't really matter too much people no. it sort of it was dispatched with quite quickly. Yeah. It didn't have quite the uh, impact that people felt it did. However, from there, it became a completely different ball game. It was like they suddenly just shifted into this other gear for mm-hmm. the second fall in which they built and 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 to this point where Johnny got that, that win back. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, 
I found another gear. Um, <laughs> I didn't Let's know, take I this didn't to know, eighth gear. I didn't know before, but there's another gear in this car. <laughs> um, and they just ratcheted it all the way up. And they were like, well, now that final fall, there were so many moments where you were like, he's lost it, he's lost it, he's lost it, he's lost it. And then after everything that's thrown him out, after the Undisputed Era interfering, after taking the high-low, after kicking out, after taking the last shot on multiple times, oh. Johnny is still in the goddamn match, ducks a last shot, locks on the Gargano escape, and Cole has no option but to tap. It, it is perfect. That, yeah. that final fall is wrestling perfection. Oh, yeah. I, I cannot find anything better than that in recent memory. Mm-hmm. It's a unbelievable and what started as the crowd not wanting to see Gargano win by the time that final fall rolls around everyone is like F you Adam Cole I must see Gargano win this match now and the crowd erupted when Gargano won that it it is incredible and it starts to think that that started a that then started a program very similar to the program Johnny was running with Tommaso Ciampa Mm -hmm. but switched it all over and then people were just like, oh, no, I'm back on the Cole train now. Like, yeah. I, I, all I want to see is Adam Cole be the champion. Mm-hmm. They they played the feud between those two from the beginning, before this match, through this match, and all the way to the sort of finale of it to perfection. Yeah. And it is well worth taking the number one spot mm-hmm. on this top ten list. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.